Welcome to this podcast series titled Devotional of a Psalmist. My name is Bridget Goodwin. I'm a pastor's wife, mother, songwriter, and worship leader. We currently live and work in London, England. Being a songwriter and worship leader, I have found great encouragement by reading the book of Psalms. And I hope you enjoy these precious gems that I have discovered in this book. I love God's Word, and by reading this and studying words interpreted using references, I would like to share these precious jewels with you. All scriptures are taken from the King James Version. I also use Strong's and Haley's Bible Handbook for references. For any more information about our ministry and notes from this podcast, please visit hlonline.org. May the Lord bless you. Greetings in the name of Jesus and our mighty Jehovah. This is my fifth podcast. Today I'm going to be going through Psalms 5. I have been meditating and musing on this Psalms for a couple of days. I have several thoughts in regards to this Psalms. Uh, The main one that speaks to me as I go through this psalm, you will see how I'm relating the thoughts of our mind, the thoughts of our heart, and the interpretation using the Strong's Concordance talks about the heart being the center, most being. What is the center of us? So I would like to read Psalms 5 right now, and then I will go through and use the Hebrew words interpreted from the Strong's to bring enlightenment to these words. A Psalm of David to the chief musician upon Niholoth, the stringed instrument, Haley's and the Strong's refer to that Niholoth as a stringed instrument or a flute. This is a morning prayer. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and look up. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all the workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy, and in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness, because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before my face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulchre. They flatter with their tongues. Destroy thou them, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions for they have rebelled against thee. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. 
Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous with favor. Wilt thou compass him as with a shield? Now I'll go through it again, and I'll go word by word as interpreted from the Strong's. Give ear, broaden out the ear with the hand to my words, O Lord. Look well to my musings. Prick up the ears, incline unto my call aloud of my cry. And that cry means hollow. You're just crying out at the top of your voice, my King and my God, for unto thee will I intercede, make intercession. My voice shalt thou regard in the morning, the break of day. Do you start your day with prayer? Do you direct to God, to our Jehovah? Do you direct to him and put in order all of your requests? that which you've been musing, that which you've been meditating, do you give that cry out to the Lord? Back to the scripture. In the morning will I direct, set in a row, arrange, put in order my prayer unto thee, and look up properly to lean forward, that is to peer into the distance, to await, wait for. It's as if you're looking at the horizon and you're just waiting for that good news to appear on the horizon. You're just waiting for the Lord to deliver us. For thou art not a God that is pleased or delights or favors in wickedness, wrong, especially moral iniquity. Neither shall evil, bad, evil naturally or morally, Dwell to turn aside from the road for a lodging as a guest with thee. So the Lord doesn't have pleasure in things that are wrong, whether it's sin in our life or whether it's, um, especially if it's immorality and evil, whether it's natural or, or morally. He wants us to dwell with him. For us to dwell with him, he must have pleasure and delight in us, his favor to be upon us. He, for us to dwell and to lodge with him, for us to be a guest with him, he hath no pleasure. So we must get rid of the wickedness in our life. We must get rid of the wrong. We must get rid of immorality and things that are against his word the foolish the foolish is one that boasts shall not stand to place as to stay the foolish is not going to dwell in thy sight in in his presence in his favor thou hatest that's a strong word thou hatest utterly all workers and the workers to do or make systematically and habitually, especially to practice of iniquity, exert oneself usually in vain, specifically an idol. I thought of this word hate. There are things that are listed in the Old Testament that God abhors. 
And I would like to refer to Proverbs. And in Proverbs 6, verses 16 to 19, I wanted to talk about these things that the Lord hates. And several of them are in alignment with the things that David discusses in this chapter. Six things the Lord hates, seven are an abomination. A proud look. And that means to be high, to exalt yourself, to, to promote. A proud look, and look is conceit. A lying tongue. Lying untruth by implication, a sham. Tongue, speech, evil speaker, talker. Hands that shed innocent blood. Hands, the open one. The Hebrew indicates power. There's power in this open hand. Also means direction. That shed means to spill forth, to mound up, to expend. Innocent, the blameless, exempted blood. As that which is to shed, to cause death. Now I know some of these we can also use metaphorically. If you have the power in your hand, and if you have direction in your hand, we must be so careful that we work to edify and that we work to promote life, that the words of life would be in our mouth, words of life to edify one another, to encourage one another in the Lord, never causing a spiritual death to happen in somebody. Next verse, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Again, the heart, this is the center of anything. That deviseth, that means in a bad sense. Hence from the idea of secrecy, to practice secretly. And this is where I was considering, what, what do we think about? What's in our heart? What about the thoughts? We may think that's private. Nobody knows I, what I'm thinking about, uh, what I'm contemplating, what, what I'm planning. God knows everything. God wants our heart. He wants the center of us. He doesn't want to share us with anything. He wants to be number one in our life. And even this scripture, how it talks about a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Wicked also means trouble, vanity, specifically an idol. Anything that exalteth itself against God is an idol. And what are we practicing secretly in our heart that we think no one else knows about? Something that imagination, which also means intention, plan, a purpose, or a thought, anything that's outside of God is worshiping vanity, which is nothingness, specifically wicked means an idol. What do we have before God? It is time for us to cast down those imaginations, those intentions, those plans, those purposes and thoughts, which exalteth itself against God, to where 
the Lord can dwell within us. He can take up his abode in the centermost being of us. The next scripture, feet that be swift in running to mischief. A step to be swift, to hurry promptly, be carried headlong in running to rush, break down, divide speedily to evil. What do we rush to? Are we swift? Are we swift to heal and lift up the hands that hang down? Are we swift to pray? Are we swift to run to the Lord? David ran to the Lord. He was a lover of God. When we find ourselves in trouble, do we run to the computer, text somebody? Do we vent our anger? Do we vent our feelings? No, let's run to the Lord. Take it to him in prayer. Through the Spirit, making intercession, it prays for what we ought not to pray for. Seek God through that. Don't run to mischief, to evil. Next verse, a false witness that speaketh lies. False is untruth. A witness, abstractly, testimony, specifically a recorder that speaketh lies, literally untruth, leasing, which is also a definition of lies. Uh, what are we witnessing? Are we witnessing the power of Jesus? Are we witnessing the strength that we receive from serving him and for trusting him? Are we witnessing the truths that Jesus has performed in our life? Are we witnessing the truth of his redemption? The next verse, he that soweth spread, which means to spread, discord. Discord is strife among brethren. And brethren means a brother, kindred. I also like to say family. So what are we sowing? What are we spreading? Are we spreading the good news? The news that Jesus has come to save, to heal. And Jesus, that which he has started, this good work in us, will perform it until the end. Are we sowing discord, strive among the brethren, among our family, among our kindred, among our, amongst our spiritual family? We need each other. Let's build up one another in him, exalting the name of Jesus. Getting back to Psalms 5 and verse 6, Thou shalt destroy to perish them that speak, them that arrange with leasing, which means falsehood, untruth, deceit. The Lord will abhor, loath, detest the bloody, as that which, when shed, causes death, and deceitful in the sense of deceiving, fraud, feigned, guile, treachery. The Lord is so mindful of our actions and our heart to where we must be honest, provide things honest to all men. Nor must we have guile in our mouth, nor must we be a fraud. 
we're either serving God, we're either walking in the path of righteousness for his namesake, or we're not. Make that choice. Follow the Lord. But as for me, verse 7, I will come to go to abide in thy house, the temple, in the multitude, the abundance of thy mercy, your kindness, and in thy fear will I bow down, humbly beseech towards thy holy temple. Here's the point where we will go, we will abide in his house, in his temple, in the multitude, in the abundance of your mercy, because it's because of your kindness, Lord, that I'm even here, and in thy fear, I will worship, and worship means to bow down, humbly beseech towards thy temple, lead, verse 8, lead, guide me, Govern me, straighten me, O Lord, in thy righteousness, in thy justice. Because of mine enemies, the opponent, that could be anything that's attacking you. Anything that's attacking you, whether it's physically or spiritually, mentally. Lord, make thy way, this way you want me to go, this road a course of life, a mode of action, make it straight to be even figuratively to be right. Make it right before my face. Open my eyes, Lord, to see this path, this course of life, this mode of action that you want me to do. Verse 9, for there is no faithfulness, no certainty in their mouth, their inward, the nearest part, that is the center, is very wicked. It's wickedness in the sense of eagerly coveting and rushing upon ruin, iniquity. Their throat is an open sepulcher. It's a burying place. It's a grave. There's no life in their mouth. What they speak is death. They flatter. They're, they tried to be smooth figuratively with their tongue. But there's just wickedness. Oh, Lord, help us to have life. Help us to share the life that you have given to us, the kindness and mercy that you have shown to us. Verse 10, destroy by implication to be punished. Destroy thou them, O God, let them fall by their own counsels, their purpose, their device. Cast them out, push off in the multitude, in the abundance of their transgressions, their rebellion, for they have rebelled against thee. But let all those, verse 11, put their trust, trust means to flee for protection, in thee rejoice properly to brighten up, that is, figuratively, be blithe, gleesome, be joyful, be glad, be merry. I put the be joyful in there. Let them ever, eternity, shout for joy. To shout, usually for joy, sing aloud. It's time to sing. It's time to sing. It's time to rejoice because we have protection. 
we have someone, someone to put our trust in, God Almighty, because thou defendest. He defends us. He entwines as a screen to fence us in, to cover figuratively, to protect. No matter where you turn, the front, the back, the side, wherever you turn, right to the left, he has our defense. He's defending us. He's fenced us in with his protection. Let them also that love to have affection. Thy name be joyful. Joyful is to jump for joy. Do you feel like jumping for joy today? Do you feel like being joyful? That is to exalt, to rejoice, to triumph. When we jump for joy, we triumph in his name. We have protection. Our trust is in him. Thy name be joyful in thee. Them that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, will bless. We have benefits in him. We'll bless the righteous, the lawful, with favor, with delight. Wilt thou compass to encircle for protection him as a shield? You know the Lord is mighty. He's valiant. He will fight and win our battles. We must shout. The battle is the Lord's, not ours. Let's rejoice. He is our salvation. What do you fear today? What do you fear? As our mind is brought in to conformity with the word of God, and as we cast down imaginations, I recall these two scriptures to cement this thought of where our heart and mind is. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee, is in Psalms 119.11. Read his word. Meditate on his word. It would even be good if every day you just read one of these psalms and specifically study that one psalm for the day. Maybe for the whole week, dwell on that psalm. Take one scripture, write it down that you've read within that psalm, memorize it. Memorize that, meditate on it. And you will see that as you go through your day, through your week, those scriptures will come into mind. And those scriptures that you've hid in your heart will keep you from sinning against him, will keep your mind on him. Which brings me to the next scripture. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusteth in thee. Your mind, your mind must be disciplined. Even when someone that is training for a race, someone that is training for an athletic feat, you have to be mentally disciplined. Or you face a wall and your mind must be disciplined. In order you push yourself, you keep pushing yourself, you keep pushing yourself. Just as this spiritual race, it takes mental discipline. We must dwell on the good things. Yes, things are going to come into our mind. The enemy knows exactly how to take those fiery darts and attack, whether it's the past, 
whether, whether it's the present or it's our future. But if our mind is stayed on him, on Christ, on God Almighty, we'll have perfect peace. Because his word we have hid in the center of our being. We will not sin. We will have peace. Then we have been equipped with the right tools to combat the wiles, the tactics, the strategic plans of the devil and of the enemies that are being used to attack us. Let's use these tools. So by reading God's word, take time, read his word, start in Psalms. You will find that these beautiful treasures, as you dig deep into this treasure chest of God, you'll find treasures that will speak to you and that will shine forth to you. Meditate on these words. Write it down. Buy a devotional diary. Write these words down. Memorize the scripture. When you have these scriptures in your heart, there's been many times I have faced a problem and God's word has come back to me because that word is in my heart. Best way for you to hide it in your heart is to start memorizing. These are, these are tools. These are tools that we can use that we might not sin against him. And he'll keep us in perfect peace because our mind is stayed on him. Isaiah 26 verse 3. I'd like to leave you with this last scripture that sums all of this of Psalms 5. Taking our mind, disciplining our mind, being careful that we don't have deception, being careful that we don't have a false witness, being careful that we're not counted as the enemy, one that rushes to strive, to destroy, and most of all, that these seven things that the Lord considers an abomination, that we will strive for good and go towards this that's necessary for us to be dwelling with God. And these seven sins that we will run away from these seven sins that he hates. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to obedience of Christ. That's in Second Corinthians 10 verse 5. May we, when we have an imagination, a thought, something secret in our heart, in our mind, and it exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, a form of an idol. Let's cast that down and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Let's follow. Let's follow after the ways of Christ. What an example our Savior is to us. We have been redeemed. Let's close in prayer today. And I pray that those that put their trust in God and our Savior 
that your days of mourning will turn into rejoicing. Lord, may those that listen to this podcast today, may you take their garment of suffering and replace it with a garment of praise. May they rejoice in you because you, because you have defended them. You cover them. You fence them in. You screen them in a defense as a shield. And may we ever be joyful, jumping for joy, rejoicing, because we can triumph in Thee. Lord, may we find favor, delight in Your precious name. And You would bless us, Lord, with Your benefits that You daily, daily You renew them every morning. We pray that our heart, we pray that the center of our life would be on you and that our focus, that our mental musings and meditations will begin in your word and will hide it in our heart that we might not sin against thee through your power, through your precious blood. We offer this prayer to you. In Jesus' precious name, and in the name of our mighty Jehovah, amen. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. The views expressed are my own personal discoveries. I pray that you have been edified. All music used during this podcast are either my own compositions or my arrangements of public domain music. The two songs today... That will keep him in perfect peace, and it is well, are available. For inquiries on how to purchase this, please visit our website, hlonline.org. Also, if you have any prayer requests or comments, please feel free to go to hlonline.org and email me. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Amen.